Recording live, it's the BS and Beer Podcast crew with your host, David Romero. Welcome in another week, another edition. It's the BS and Beer Podcast crew recording live, wall to wall New Orleans Saints football talk from our studios at the Meat House with me today, Dell Mims. Craig Wright, and for the next uh, hour or so, we'll be talking more Saints and useless information anyone needs to know on the heels of the Saints trading away the rights to Sean Payton. Gentlemen, how are you guys today? Craig, I'll start with you. How's life? How are you feeling about things? Man, I tell you, in, in the last, what, 16 hours, we got a pick for a coach that we ain't that ain't coaching for us, and we have seen the retirement officially of Tom Brady. Um, I am lighting up a cigar today. I'm having a good day. I'm in a, I'm having a great. They just handed the division to a seven and ten Dennis Allen team. I'm, I'm good. I'm in. Let's do that, this. Let's go. That's funny because uh, he is literally sitting on what oh, looks to man. be a patio, smoking Craig. a cigar, like he Damn. just wants some type of championship. So Absolutely. hopefully that excitement uh, lasts at the end. I have of got Dennis. I am coming off of a season with Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, and Andy Dalton. I'm gonna take wins anywhere I can find them. Understand. <laughs> All right, Dale, how you feeling today, man? What's happening? You know, I think Craig has the right idea, man, because you know, we, we got to enjoy the little things in life, man. And every win, you need to enjoy it. So, you know what, Craig? Let's light up a cigar. We got us a first round pick again. Yeah. Things are getting back on track. Yeah. The Saints are going to turn things around next yeah. year, baby. Let's go. Let's go. So, Dave... We we did we did a beer chaser uh, yesterday, and it was a sad moment. <laughs> so much to say, and they just left me out. Yeah, I guess some people have to work, and like you two, you know, you know. Listen, we got to get the people the podcast. That's true. When, true, true when, it, when news is hot, all right. So That's we had right. to drop it right away, and so and we also know that you do not like to live in the past. That's right. But- Hashtag. <laughs> D N L I P baby. But we want to get your thoughts on this Sean Payton trade. How do you feel about it? The compensation and, and everything. Okay. How do you feel? About so it? I learned a little bit something about myself, which is I was very much on the bandwagon of give me what I want, or you can take your ass back to the Fox studio and sit over there. Having said that, when the, when it got done and it wasn't quite what I had hoped, but it's definitely not a bad deal. It's just that, you know, of course, as as followers and fans, and we all think that we, you know, we heard rumors of, you know, the Gruden deal, two picks. And right. when it was all said and done, I felt a sense of relief. Not to mention, for those who did expect more and want to bang on Mickey Loomis for not getting, maximizing it, they were literally trying to hire, as of yesterday, they were trying to hire uh, and now I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy who's going to to uh, um, Houston, 
um, from the 49ers. They, they were still aggressively trying to assume. That's right. And so the fact that the Saints were able to pull what they did out of it is at some point it, it was obvious nobody wanted to pay what it would cost for Sean Payton, which we understand is somewhere around $20 million. And what turned out to be a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick, although we had to send a third back. So the point is, is that we, we got pretty fair value and those who are upset and calling it some kind of buddy deal, man, when you sit in there and you think you have something going and all of a sudden they are looking for any opportunity to go somewhere else that don't cost the capital and maybe not the 20 million a year, I think I felt a sense of relief. So I'm very happy with, uh, with, with the compensation and I'm happy that this is over and there's going to be so much more to talk about. So thank you for giving me a few minutes that I was not allowed yesterday during the beer run. Thank you so much, fellas. Uh, so the, the thing that, that I think is making me feel a lot better about it, because you know, I think we all wanted the Gruden deal. What makes me feel better about it is he wasn't coaching us. Yeah. It's worth nothing if he goes back to Fox. Getting a third round pick would have been better than nothing. And we got a first and we moved up uh, from the third to the second round next year. This is a win. There's no other way to spin it. We we got something for effectively. He's not going to coach us. Who was never going to coach us again. People and, like Duncan and, and, and you're right. Out. More more perspective. More perspective is that uh, is that Sean Payton in a position. God, I lost my train of thought. But uh, but there, there's so many more perspective things. Like we weren't going to get anything. Um, his value wasn't where we thought it would be or hoped it would be. There weren't as many suitors. And, you know, the second round pick, um, we replaced. Yeah, this was the thought. The first, I filibustered long enough to get my memory, my thought back. So the first <laughs> rounder and the second rounder that we got back basically replaces what we gave up to move up in the draft last year. Now, albeit not a top 10 pick that our pick turned out to be, but the fact is we did replace our first rounder and we got a second rounder. So now next year, we will go into it uh, with with a second rounder because we don't have a second rounder next year uh, either. So now we do. Yep. So what do you guys think about him making seventeen to twenty million dollars a year? I mean, is if he worth <laughs> this kind of money? That's, that's like who quarterback cares? money for the most part. Yeah, but it's not on the salary cap. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah. Like, what, who, what does it matter? Yeah, those Walmart fellows economy. That's probably about a cup of coffee anyway. So who gives a shit? Can he? But can he afford eggs with his new contract? That's the yeah, real question. With with inflation and and the price of eggs, man, that that really ain't that much if you think about it. I mean, he, he's gonna be struggling. Let's, let's face it, he's gonna be struggling. Eggs even more. <laughs> it's hard um, times for for us folks who who eat five dozen eggs a day. So I know this is another thing that, that there's different camps. There's the, oh, we lost our coach. And I, maybe three different camps. I'm going to break it down into those who said, just take your ass. I, I don't care, Sean Payton. You tried to sell us out and leave us for, for Miami. Um, then there's the camp of people who are like, he's done so much for us. Um, and, and I think that this is just a situation where I, I'm in the, I don't care about Sean Payton anymore. And now I want to start spinning this into how I think he's going to fail in Denver. Um, first of all, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. Second of all, that division is very difficult. You got to contend with Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, who I think will, you know, listen, they were talking about getting rid of their coach, but that's a team that's very talented and improving, right? Raiders, eh. But then you have a quarterback over there in Wilson that 
he's showed his age the last couple of years. Last year, the bottom fell out. And they don't have a bunch of picks to replace, you know, to, to do anything. If Peyton goes over there and things don't work out, there's a world. And I, I don't think a world. This is a, a he could be done in three years because the expectations with that high salary and with uh, with with all the accolades and the draft picks that they can cut him after three years. I don't see how they finish better than second place the next, I don't know, next couple of years. I just don't. And here's the other thing. I mean, yeah. we only have really the Saints to compare it to, but Sean Payton has had a history of struggling putting good defenses together. I mean, I, I get it. He's not the defensive coach, but there's talent over there. Doesn't mean that that talent is going to continue to play the way it's played. So to me, I, I think there's a ton of pressure on Sean Payton to be successful, and he don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. I mean, he does. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. But I think the defense is going to be okay because, I mean, the defense was, was okay before him, right? So They're I, good. As, as long as you keep this stuff in place or, you know, you get to keep the right guys in place at least, the defense should be fine. It's the offense that needed to get fixed, and he's the right guy to fix the offense. Well, it should be the right guy to fix the offense, right? Well, and, and, and uh, Craig said he does. I assume you mean that uh, – that Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and yeah, I, I think his 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 career is a Hall of Fame resume. That doesn't mean he's a Hall of Fame quarterback right now. He's not. Yeah, okay, so that's what right I was going to say. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, you know, you're right. He his this is. I mean, people like B Train can spend it all they want about you know this being. Oh well, it's just a bad system he was in, and it was poor coaching. Dude's at the end of his career. Seattle saw the writing on the wall, and they gave him up for you know the first chance they got, and then his replacement succeeded in Seattle. So I, the argument that. Wilson was just in a bad situation. I don't think that holds a lot of water. It's, it's pretty clear he's declining. Well, we're going to see for sure. Um, because if, if Sean Payton doesn't fix Russell Wilson, this was a bad hire. <laughs> oh, it was a terrible yeah. hire. Yeah. We are it's actively Wilson. rooting against them because we want that second round pick next year to be better. That's right. And, and the, the thing, Sean Payton, the, the pressure on him is enormous. Is is he going to be able to turn this around? The expectations, um, I, I'm, yeah, we want that that pick to be higher. And now you do make some good points. That defense is good if he's able to maintain it. Um, matter of fact, I heard some rumors that while uh, Vic Fangio was reportedly ready to go to Miami, he hadn't signed yet. So that'll be interesting to see if he can divert uh, Fangio over oh, to yeah. over to uh, the Broncos. Yeah, because that was the rumor he was supposed to be coming in with him wherever he went. And uh, that that clip about him getting that job in Miami, you know, like that, that kind of throws a little wrench into everything. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see for sure. This is Sheriff Cooter Wilmana of the Boudreaux Parish Sheriff Gas Station Beer Bait Barbecue Barbershop Laundry Mat Department. Now back to more BS and beer podcasts. Remember our motto in Boudreaux Parish. We will find you and we will tase you. What are you guys thinking that Dennis Allen will do to try to fix the offense? Because, hey, we got rid of that running game coordinator. So now we have to, we have to hire another one, right? So who do we, come, who do we bring in to fix? Dennis Allen ain't going to fix the offense. What are you talking about? 
got to. He's got to do it. But they, but I know we got to. But they're not gonna. They're they're not making. They're not uh, addressing the offensive coordinator spot. I mean, that's that's all you can do is bring in new guys. They fired a tight end coach, and that's it. They ain't doing shit to fix the offense. We got to settle in that if we're going to win games, it's going to be thirteen to ten. That's it. Holding us back. We have to be ready for that. No, we have to be ready for that. The offense is not going to change. If we if it gets better, it's because we get a more accurate quarterback or we improve the offensive line health. This offense is not going to change. We know what we're getting next year, and it's going to suck. I, I hate that we're kind of looking at what the Saints did as a whole and calling them a, a seven-win team. I, I'll make the argument, and I know this is negative, and I'm sorry for those, but it's time for reality right now. Putting together a few wins at the end of the season against you know either banged up or you know meaningless games, yes, it does say that Allen was able to keep the team together, right? That's important. But at the end of the day, what what can we possibly expect? You know, we've talked at least through messaging about quarterbacks. Maybe we can land Carr that can improve the the. But how much? How much does it improve them? Make a few more plays, you know, um, and and and. Are we going to improve on that seven-win record? All things won't be the same. We get a rookie quarterback. He's not going to make, be a difference maker his first year. You know, maybe second year, maybe third. And we do need to do it. But having said that, the guy is not going to change the fortunes of this team right now. So I just don't know how you keep everything the same and run it back and say, this time it's going to work. You know, I just don't see it. It's not going to work. We, it's just what's going to happen. We're gonna have to win games with defense. That's that's what the uh, it's clear the Saints have chosen to stay with Dennis Allen to stay with this mentality of we're gonna play good defense and hope we do enough on offense not to lose it. I mean, it's clear. It, it, if if they're doing something to change what they're doing, then they ain't showing any signs of it. Period. So then, do you fix the defense even more and and replace the the things that we've lost like defensive tackle? Maybe look at linebacker, uh, pass rusher, and then build offense through, I don't know, draft picks or, or just guys who would develop? First of all, I think that they have to get, they have to re-sign David Onyemata. And the only reason I'm saying that is not because he's an amazing player, but he is the only thing we have that's close to a legitimate, like, uh, you know, middle tier, upper middle tier, potentially top tier defensive tackle. And if you can get that guy to play the way we kept expecting to, or just the best, you know what? His game fell off whenever he came back from that suspension. If we can get him to play just the way he was playing prior to that and impair him with another defensive tackle, that part, of our, the biggest part of our defense is, is fixed, right? And those guys who are starting the Tuttles of the world, and the roaches of the world, they can go back to being backups where they should be. And I think that one element would fix the defense. Now, the next thing is, I agree that that's not that I agree that's what I want them to do, but that's what they'll probably do. And the way you also help that is on the offensive side, you got to get yourself a pounding between the tackle running back. And so those will be two defensive moves, although one of them's on offense, that will help this team to at least make what they do better. So what you're saying is we got to get Onyemata back on the steroids and get him help. Yes. And if he gets suspended, <laughs> he was garbage without him anyway. That's exactly. Just, just, just pump him full of every, every, what, go watch the world's strongest man stuff where the guys lift like 400 pound dumbbells. 
get all whatever they're on and pump it into him with a freaking <laughs> IV bag on the sideline until he's a good player again. If he gets spent, he gets spent. Whatever. I mean, he showed what he is if he's not on the on on the dope, man. I mean, so why not? Yeah, he's right? shy total with a bigger contract. That's what he is. <laughs> Well, then that the ghost argue. Can we get Shy Tuttle on on the junk as well? If we get I, all, I of think them it should junk, be mandatory. We, I want to see what humans are fully capable of with every drug known to man. Just pump them full of, full of everything. If they get suspended, whatever, we'll just blame the league for cheating us. Let's <laughs> let's just let's just look at it this way. What are the odds that all three of them get hit for you know PP? I want to say PPEs, but uh. uh <laughs> PEEs um, or PEDs. I forget the acronym, but just pump them up all full of shit and just hope that not all three of them get hit. You know, they walking out of the locker room, just like neck, just swole out and everything like Craig lifting all them weights and, and, and just say, Hey man, we lost one. We still got two. There you go. I, I want a D line that looks like the juggernaut and the Hulk. That's, that's what I want. I want comic yes. book players out there. No necks done. You got a neck. You didn't do your job. Get out. <laughs> Does the defensive line take a step back without yep. Nielsen? Uh, well, that's ooh, that's that's see, that's a better question than I thought it was. I thought it was going to take a step back because Davenport's going to leave, and also he's terrible, and Peyton Turner is here, and he's terrible, and Cam Jordan's getting older, and we'd have to pay Onyemata to keep him, and oh, he's not great anyway. Um, but maybe it gets better because Nielsen is crap at his job. His whole job was to develop the defensive line, right? Onyemata's got worse, Davenport's gotten worse, and Turner's never developed. So if his job is to develop D-linemen, he has failed and he should be gone. I hope he goes to Atlanta, and I hope he sucks there too. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now, here's the thing. They did get better, and I think he's kind of working off of, like, uh, commission. So he's like, hey, long as I'm here, they'll be good. If I leave, they're going to suck, and he just kind of proved it. How much this has to do with maybe not paying as much attention to that part of his job because he was focused on being a defensive coordinator because those guys did get better. There, there's a list of guys who got better and then got worse. So is he a good coach yeah. for making them better? Or is he a bad coach for not being able to maintain no, no, that Dave, level? Dave, he works for the Falcons. We're going to go with him being bad for making them worse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Thanks for helping me clarify that. I didn't, that really I mean, answered I think, itself. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> I think the best thing about him was he he was able to use undrafted free agents and make them into um, guys you can put into the rotation. Um, but admittedly, it, it helps it helps to plug in guys at D tackle when the opposing offense is constantly double teaming a Davenport and a Cam Jordan. When you get those guys one on one inside, uh, even your UDFA's are going to have success. So no nothing against I love I love Tuttle. I love Roach. I love these guys um, for what they are, but I, you, you can't say that we're finding diamonds in the rough. Their jobs were literally easier because of the way we play defense and, and the defensive ends that we've had with them. And you saw this year when Davenport fell off, so did the D-line play. So did the interior D-line play. It's, it's a give and take where you need something to take that tension away. Cam Jordan struggles when there's no inside pressure, and our inside guys struggle when there's no defensive ends to account for. Okay, so you just dressed me out, Craig, because now – you know, listen, I've always been a big Davenport fan. It was obvious his game just fell off. And the thing about it, though, I heard I heard uh, a guy on the radio talking about all of his pressures and stuff like that. So I don't know 
Honestly, that was I haven't you. Heard that much. was you on this show. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay, there. That's where it came from. But the point is, is that okay? We lose this guy, and you don't realize. Yo, you don't have any sacks. We gave up two first round draft picks, but the team was better with him, and now he's gone, and it just stresses me out because I realize that we don't have a replacement for him. And it also stresses me out that we spent a lot of resources on defensive end and. It, it doesn't seem like it seems like we're right back to the drawing board on, on defensive ends. I'm not ready to give up on Turner yet, though. I mean, you can't. He, he wasn't on the field enough yeah. early on. I mean, it, sometimes it takes two, three years for guys to develop. I mean, you can't give up on him, but mostly that's just because he's on a rookie deal and there's no point. But yeah, well, we wouldn't even. But yeah. I mean, if you remember the last game he was in, two sacks, made a stop on fourth down, gets up to celebrate and gets rolled up on. So, okay. uh, uh, you know, it it's like maybe a little bit of bad luck. You know, I mean, uh, the thing is, is it wouldn't be the first time that a guy like put it all together. I mean, he's two years into it. He was he was. But he also had that game where he was a healthy scratch. Hopefully that was just an attitude adjustment and not. Well, you're just not good enough to make the lineup. Here, so, here's a question. How long did it take Hendrickson to come around? He 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 developed what year three or four? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, was, it, your, it was year four. Where he actually, I mean, it can be done. I was making the argument. People were on oh, Davenport, okay. and I'm like, so look I, at Davenport. That, that kind of. To- I was making the argument. Look at Davenport compared to Hendrickson, right. and their 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 their, you know, their lines were about the same. You know, missing games, injured, sacks, pressures, and then all of a sudden, Hendrickson, you know, just just broke out. And I'm like, there's no reason to believe that Davenport couldn't do it. And last year, not this past season, but the season before, he somewhat did, even though he was still injured and stuff. I mean, the guy was, you know, uh, making plays and sacks. And then this year, it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, and and I keep hearing people say they expect him to get somebody's going to give him twelve to fifteen million this year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, because I, I literally think because of his confidence issues, he's the type of guy he doesn't have that dog or that he would be like, oh, I'll play, I'll be back up for you know six or seven million. But that's not gonna happen. Somebody is gonna say, "Man, this guy's a game changer," and all the stuff the fans don't see, like the sacks, the teams see what a difference he can make on the field. Um, even though I'm not talking about this past season, because golly, man, as much as I want to defend him, it's hard. It's so hard. Here's yeah. a here's a here's a situation that I think he could really succeed in is a place that has a really deep rotation at defensive line, where you're not asking him to play every down, and he's just kind of situational. A, a place like uh, like Washington, like if you added him to the Commanders. Then he's only rotating through. He's not the guy. He's not. They're not asking him to be Cam Jordan. They're asking him to be a piece. I think that's where he could really succeed. Uh, but that's not what the Saints need. The Saints need a guy who can bookend and kind of replace Cam Jordan. I mean, I'm not saying we cut Cam Jordan right now. That's a conversation to have later. But you you need to plan for the future. And uh, we love Cam. He's a Saints Hall of Famer, maybe a real Hall of Famer when we get all said and done. But I think so. But yeah, I mean, there's an argument for sure. Uh, but you got to you got to see the writing on the wall. It's it's coming, and there's a time we don't want to be stuck holding him in his contract when that time comes. You know, him and Davis are still great players, but we got to plan for the future. And this guys like Davenport, if you're not going to get better, we got to find someone who will. And, and maybe maybe Turner has has that development because I mean, it, look, we said how long it took Hendrickson. Peyton Turner has way more physical tools than Hendrickson could have ever dreamed of having. He is a physical freak who needs to put it together. So their potential is there. But I still think you draft one. I think you got to go after a defensive end. 
Well, you, you, okay, where we are, and this is what sucks about having two first round, you know, in, in Davenport and in Turner, <clears throat> you still need somebody to replace, uh, even if Turner pans out. It, it's, I, I know uh, Granderson had a good season, but Granderson is not a 1A guy. I'm not saying he's not even a starter. He could probably start for a lot of teams, but if you're trying to book in a, 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 an advanced defense, a top-level defense, you can't have average guys on the end that make plays sometimes. You have to have difference makers. And so one way or another, I, I see that the Saints, they, they, there's nothing wrong with it. They they could use it. And that's one of those top quality positions. You know, we talked about offensive tackle, quarterback, cornerback, you know, uh, defensive ends, another one. And so they're going to have to put some more resources in it. And it makes me sick. Sorry, if, you're the kind of, if you're the offense that if you're the team that is going to have a, a Pete Carmichael crap offense, you need to have, you can't have a good defense. You got to have a great defense. And like Dave is saying, you can't have good players on a great defense. You got to have great ones. Yeah. Is, is Henderson the guy that developed the most under Nielsen? Uh, I mean, Probably. yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard to say he isn't. I mean, because you'd say Cam was already there. So Nielsen, I wouldn't yeah. give him any credit for Cam, who's yeah. the next best defensive lineman that's maintained. And that would have to be Hendrickson, you know. I would have so. said Davenport last year, but uh, you know, this right. this version of Davenport is just taking such a step back. And he was healthy, right. and that was oh, we were just waiting for him to be healthy, and he was healthy. I would, and I would say well, we've invested in Onyemata, we've invested in uh, Davenport, and they've been sort of disappointing. But I mean, this has been under Nielsen. Yeah, I mean, he's had his hits and he's had his misses. So, I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, this is the NFL, man. You know, it's like not everything is going to hit. Uh, right. and, but all of those players at some point or another made you think that Nielsen was the man because they did have their moments of mm -hmm. really successful play. But then the the weird drop-off in play, you know. And, and right. I want to say another thing about Davenport. And if this ends up happening, if he ends up going to another team and they decide that they – don't want him the size of a defensive tackle and put him back down to about 180. I mean, sorry, 280. Uh, and he starts being successful. I'm going to lose my mind because there's a part of me that feels like they either did it strategically. Uh, well, three frames of mind strategically because they thought he would stay healthier or that he got, if you remember in training camp, man, he didn't play. He didn't do much in the off season. He didn't do much in training camp because of the finger issue and, so there was a lot of stuff there that maybe he was overweight, not by design. And that slowed him down. Just he's already kind of a guy. It's a power guy and not that extra step is a little bit missing. And, and we all figured, or at least I do. That's why he's not getting that sack. Cause that's just half a step behind. Now Dave, you put an extra 25 pounds on him and he's a whole step behind, you know, did you just, so, did you just suggest that his finger issue is what slowed him down? No, no. Well, whatever it was, he didn't practice in the off season and he didn't, um, <laughs> I mean, what you want me to say? It was supposedly his finger that he didn't practice. So and then he came in and he was huge. Yeah. Yeah. That, I can't believe we've gotten this far into the show and haven't talked about Tom Brady retiring. No, that's that's, that's what we wrap the show up with, Craig. Okay. Hey, we're sending a big shout out to our new partners over at Sports Talk with Friends. We're going to be teaming up with them to bring you some different personalities and points of view. This season is going to be a lot of fun. So go over to their Facebook group. Check them out. Sports Talk with Friends. <laughs> I'm literally smoking a cigar over this. And y'all are like, oh, well, that happened too. 
No, man, they just handed us the division and we got Dennis Allen as our head coach. We still got him in the division. What, what, yeah, what place did we finish in the division? What place did we were finish we in the last? division? Huh? Were we, were, did we, were we dead last last year? I don't know. It was either that or third. So I don't know how we just jumped up all of a sudden. <laughs> the coach Carolina added, the Atlanta Falcons are still the Falcons. Uh, and uh, the, what do the Buccaneers have? And they have Mike Evans, the most overrated wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, no, just give me that I division. Mean, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the shirt now. Are they the first yet? I'll buy them. I, I, Carolina. Are we all I think Carolina has a shot. <laughs> all going to be seven ten, but we'll have the, di- right. the division wins next year somehow. All right. So. As yeah. long as Frank Wright brings uh, uh, what's his face from Indianapolis to be his quarterback, I think we'll be fine. Matt Ryan. Yeah, we'll be fine. But uh, God forbid if they use that ninth pick on somebody. Either way, man, it's going to take them a year or two to, or a couple of years to develop whatever quarterback they pick. So I don't know. What's better, having a quarterback that's young and developing or just a quarterback that sucks? So I'm not sure how we have an advantage there. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing about Carolina you got to watch out for, though, is Frank Frank Reich. Uh, He's going to be bad in his first two. But it's that third Reich you really got to watch out for. Those are the ones that always <laughs> cause problems. <laughs> um, yeah. What what team in the division after Brady, you know, retires or whatever, gets that quarterback first? Because all of us are looking for the quarterback in this division. Where does Carolina pick? Does Carolina pick sixth. Uh, ninth. See. They pick ninth. ninth. Mm-hmm. It, I if mean, they it's a race. It's Carolina. It, it's a race to the quarterback is what yeah. it is in this whole division. There's not one team with a quarterback now, and it's a race to see who can get the quarterback first. And whoever well, wins think the race. The rookie in Atlanta is, is not going to be the guy for them. Nope. I mean, you never know. The race is maybe, maybe they, they won the race already. Maybe that's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he ends up developing and a solid quarterback for the next, you know, like maybe not all world, but if he's a good, solid NFL quarterback, yeah, they may already be ahead of the race. Okay, if he's if he's light Matt Ryan, they win the division. Mm. Well, I mean, shoot, Matt Ryan in his day was a good quarterback. I mean, right. uh, you talking I about last year's Matt Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, light Matt Ryan on there. Oh, Matt Ryan light. I see. Watered down that uh, Matt Matty Ice light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, the kind you get okay. a thirty brick up for twelve bucks. None of those guys. Well, the Panthers, I think they're in they're in good position to find that guy because they've got wide receivers around their quarterback. Catch the ball. Wide receivers don't matter. Yeah. (laughs) And we had Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas and Olave this year. And yeah, wide receivers don't matter. (laughs) We've still got the worst wide receivers in the NFC South. Oh, here we go. Oh, here right. we go. We start that again. I, that's absolutely wrong. Look at, look at Atlanta's receiver room and tell me that, that, that they're better than us. <laughs> Name a wide receiver for Atlanta right now. Oh, uh, they just drafted one in the first round. I, that guy's good. Okay, what's London. his name? London. There you yeah, go. it's Drake London, but I want to see how long it took you to come up with that one guy. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go back to my fantasy route. You know. And Olavi's better than his. <laughs> just, shut up. just shut up with that. Nobody Get out of here. <laughs> Didn't Shahid have as many touchdowns as Drake London this year? Yeah, Shahid. Yeah, see, yeah, that's, that's right. exactly Shut why up. we need we need to get one more receivers. Undrafted free agents don't need to be making a team. We need more <laughs> wide receivers. 
But if we keep getting good ones, who cares where you get good players from? Just get good players. (laughs) We just need to get rid of the bad ones. Oh, we have a 12-man roster. Callaway. (laughs) Yes, Callaway. We got to get rid of Callaway. Callaway had a better year this year than Deontay Hardy. Callaway, <laughs> Callaway is like the the new Tommy Lee Lewis, I guess. That, that's how I judge if we got better. We, we were able to get Tommy Lee Lewis off the team. We got better. So we had a prime off the team. Do we start the countdown on how long until Tommy Lee Lewis signs with Denver? Oh, oh that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Please, please make that happen. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's about all the stuff I got here, man. Yeah, I think that covers it, huh? Greg, you got to talk about what you want to draft in the first round. We even talk about, man, I, we, we're going to have a whole offseason stuff to talk about. Let's just yeah. let's, let's just not take this long a break again. I, I, I miss you guys. I miss talking to the people with you delightful bastards. Well, you know, to, to see that big smile on your face and and and. Because, I mean, he's not so pleasant in text. So <laughs> in text, he sounds a little bit more angry. <laughs> Me? Oh, goodness, everybody. You're anyway, right, I'm always like, golly, I hope him and Dale have this relationship I don't actually see because they yeah. talk off to the side. Oh, no, I, st- I straight up hate Dale, but we, we play it <laughs> off like, like it's friendly. Like it's joking, yeah. So anyway, well, I guess that's all the show we have for you this week. But we got a ton of stuff coming up in this off season. Just like every year, now we have a first-round draft pick to talk about how we're going to make this team better, free agency moves, who's staying, who's going. So for Dale Mims, Craig Wright, I'm Dave Romero. You've been listening to the BS and Beer podcast crew, and we'll talk to you in the next week or two. Who that? Who that? Remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at BS and Beer Media. Or if you're old and want to write a strongly written letter, email us, BS and beer at icloud.com.